first we have next time it's lead and not paint. By Donucius. Back in the winter, or maybe late fall, of 2004-2005 one of my friends, Victor the victim, had an issue with bullying by chat. I can't remember what the bullying was I only remember the most epic and nuclear of reactions. Victor attempted suicide and spent weeks out of school before coming back. So this bullying that lead to a fistful of prescription pills and Victor getting his stomach pumped in the ER. Not your garden variety bullying. After months of attempts of doing things the right way unsuccessfully we planned our attack. And yes, I consider it an attack. Before anyone's huge stew could have shot his eye out we discussed that possibility. None of us cared if that was the outcome. Quite simply we waited until Victor was documented to be at work late one night. Our posse, four of us, gathered up a bunch of paintball guns and equipment, forest camo, dark clothes and jumped the bully in his driveway when he was getting home. We unloaded on him with paintballs not giving two shits about whether or not we shot his eyes out. By the end he was rolling around covering his face while getting repeatedly shot point blank. We left a note on under his windshield wipers. Next time we'll be lead. Leave Victor alone. Or you're dead. We also took a bunch of tire irons to his car and smashed the hell out of it. Good thing we were wearing full masks because of the little bits of glass flying everywhere. CSI being a thing and all, we used a new pack of note cards sealed in plastic, gloves and deliberate evil looking handwriting that was less handwriting and more drawings with red ink. When he finally showed up at school, he looked like had been sent through a meat grinder. He was absolutely covered in blue. Black welts and had several bandages on quite a few spots where the skin had been broken. Needless to say the cops were called on the incident and there was a big thing in the morning where the cops went into every homeroom class and asked if anyone knew anything about it. The cops tried to guilt us into confessing having no clue who actually did it. They brought up Shin like he could have lost his vision if his eyes had gotten hit, the issue that he may get permanent scars. They eventually showed pictures in the ER of his blood mixing with paintball paint from the welts being so numerous they were on top of each other. The guilt trip strategy to invoke a confession was a good one, except none of us actually felt guilty. Being the smart asses we were we pointed the finger at Victor and one other friend who we knew had an alibi, work. He was jumpy and never the same. I straight up think we gave him fairly moderate PTSD from the attack. Like we seriously psychologically damaged him. After a few months he moved and didn't tell anyone where. I think his parents just straight up left town with the kid and he may or may not have graduated elsewhere. Next we have LL tries to defraud us and ends up losing his visa instead by hooked on phone fun stuff. This happened a long time ago. But I recently found out about the end result, and figured that it might belong here. If you've never heard of the US EB5 visa program, then don't worry, I hadn't either. From what little half-assed research I've gathered, this is essentially a program where foreign nationals can fast-track US residency visa status, by contributing financially to approved community investment projects. I don't think that the specifics are that relevant. 
but feel free to add if I've missed anything important. So, when my husband and I were still dating, and first looked for a place to live together, we settled on a small townhouse. It was old and needed work, but the rent was reasonable and it was in a neighborhood we liked. The landlord had recently purchased the property, but didn't live there, and wanted renters to help pay for the mortgage, I assume. We found the house on a realty website. It had been sold less than a month before we moved in, and still had photographs posted by the seller. This will be important later. We liked the place, applied and got accepted. We moved in, and lived happily ever after. The end. No but seriously, landlord left us alone, we lived there for a few years, paid rent on time, never had issues. Until we moved out. We had to pay nearly 5k in refundable security deposits, and when we moved out, our landlord repaid half. We were confused as the lease laid out the steps the landlord had to take in order for them to keep the deposit. Central to that requirement, landlord had 45 days to provide us with an itemized list of damages we caused, as well as the cost to fix each thing. 45 days came and went, and no itemized list. So we contacted them and asked for the list. We received a, mostly blank, one-page invoice for $2,500 to repaint, remove TV mounts, patch holes, etc. It wasn't itemized and there were no individual charges. So we asked for pictures of the alleged damages. Landlord immediately got hostile and refused. So we filed suit. Landlord hired an attorney to represent him, and the attorney submitted an itemized list as well as pictures. We printed date-stamped copies of the photos posted by the previous realtor. The same photos submitted by landlord's clueless lawyer. The clerk overseeing the matter found in our favor immediately. Because landlord had lied about the photographic evidence. Landlord was also found to be in breach of contract and was assessed treble damages plus interest, penalties and court costs. Yay for us. But he didn't pay, so we submitted to a collection agency, I don't really understand the particulars. We eventually recovered most of the final judgment, so we were happy and left it at that. Dot. Until. Unbeknownst to us. Landlord was an EB-5 applicant. Apparently, the breach of contract, collection and shenanigans surrounding the dishonesty regarding the lawsuit, made it back to whomever was reviewing their visa application. There were other issues too I'm sure, Landlord's visa application was denied. He ended up having to cash out of his US investments, and won't be eligible for this visa again. The final outcome was an unintended consequence, but I kind of feel like he got what he deserved. Next we have site manager neglected to take care of my property, so I cost the property management company over 500k by ran through 607. Some background I, 35M, own a 72 units apartment complex. When I bought it, it was in a good shape and I spent several million getting all apartments renovated. The rent wasn't increased for any of the tenants and I made sure that it never went up by more than $50 a year for lease renewals, baked into the leases. Shortly after all the renovations were completed, 
I started the search for a property management company and ultimately settled on one that seemed well aligned with wanting to put the tenants first. As we were doing the contracts, I had my real estate friend also look at them. Between him and my lawyer, they recommended having a clause added in there. The short of it is if there are any legal actions brought up against me for the apartment complex due to neglect of the property management staff, the property management will be responsible for all those costs and any legal fees incurred. This wasn't added in secret, and the legal team from the property management company agreed and everything was finalized. They took over the management of the complex a month later. I was fairly hands-off and only visited the site every three or four months. Other than that, I'd have the monthly updates sent to me by the manager on site. A few months ago, I found out that a couple of the apartments had been left in severe shambles after the tenants moved out, and the cleaning crew we had it took care of it. I didn't find out until after the fact that it was not completely accurate because one of the apartments apparently had a bad roach infestation in the storage closet outside the apartment. After the new tenants moved into that apartment, they brought up the issue to the site manager. In the monthly reporting the site manager claimed that maintenance staff tried to address with it traps and bug bombs. I didn't think too much of it and left it at that. Next month, the same thing. And the third month, after receiving the monthly report, I called the site manager stating there is a reoccurring issue and I wanted it taken care of professionally at that point. The month's rent was waived for the tenants in that apartment, and they were put up at a hotel for a week while the issue was to be addressed. Once they returned to their apartment is when the issue started. The site manager either by mistake or by negligence didn't communicate with the exterminators the extent or the location of the infestation. Instead of the storage closet, the apartment was fumigated, and after that, the roaches made their way into other apartments in the same building and the nearest building, and the problem got so much worse. The same option was given to all the tenants in that building waiving the month's rent and putting them up in a hotel for a week while the issue is addressed. They all took that offer up, however one of the tenants decided to take legal action. While I wasn't happy about it, I understood where they were coming from, having their lives disrupted by something that should have been addressed properly to start. As we were midst negotiating with them during mediations. My lawyer reminded me of the clause with the property management company and suggested we give them what they want. That is where I started my nuclear revenge. I had the rest of the tenants from the two impacted buildings be suggested to anonymously that one of the tenants had filed a lawsuit for the damage and they should do the same by getting in on it. Through the mediation I pretended to be outraged at the whole matter. The negotiation started at three months of free rent but ultimately we all settled on one year of free rent for all those tenants. Overall that came out to 16 apartments with rent averaging from 1700 monthly that the property management had to pay for due to the negligence of the site manager, equaling to roughly $325,000 in just the lost rent they had to pay for and the cherry on top due to the breach in service for property maintenance, they also have to provide free services for up to six months while I seek out the new property management company, costing them an additional $146,000, 
and still pay for the legal fees on top of that. Thank you for listening, if you like it please subscribe or follow and continue listening to this podcast.